Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion. Right away, we're going to be praying and praying for the military of nations. Hallelujah. I'm going to quickly declare in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the military are protected from wicked and unreasonable men. The military of the nations are kept from the wickedness of those inspired by the agents of darkness, those who are set to unite the military into one and use them as tools against their own nations. We cut them off in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We refuse for them to proceed any further. We declare that the military are protected. Hallelujah. You can call your nation by name. The military of our nations are kept in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. At the same time, we declare for the salvation of their souls. Hallelujah. The salvation of the souls of military on every side in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We declare that their families are protected. Many of their families are turning to Christ. Hallelujah. Yes, we see an increase, increase from the military. Let us begin to pray right now. Yes, we see many from the military turning to Christ. Yes, we see Maravasic, <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Jeff Father. Lika Kona Mandiki City Gibaya. Nisu Freddy Gibaka Sheta Gabaya. Lofedoshi Inka Aparadosta. Thank you for the salvation of souls everywhere all around us, especially those that come to the different places of worship on television radio wherever you get in contact with the word of God we see a huge harvest of souls, a huge harvest of souls. That they fulfill the purpose, the purpose for which they were called. As for Oh, glory to God. Yes, their wives, their children. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Their families turning to Christ. Yes, Oh, glory to God. We strive for the hands of everyone that has determined lindo pele gushte ika afetole nunda paradabaya lofrodosh enikabaya bonto frekizu fradeska patasakidaha oh la costa adahaya battle for all those that have set them in enemies as enemies makopanda kashitikibaya lovidosh enamande oh glory to god glory to god yadusha ikamande kelebahaya Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Right away, we're going to be praying. And we are praying for the nations of the earth. Okay, so we are praying for the nation of Germany. Oh, vale kusu para diga siti. Suntele giko pene gito prana kabaka sataya. Gondo kubrani kabaya. A Bremen state in, of, in Germany holds our elections on the 4th of May 2023. Even now, we are going to pray for the nation of Germany. Last year, we prayed for Germany as a nation. Now we are specifically praying as it concerns their election, the election processes. Right now, we are going to pray and ensure that only the right leader emerges for the nation of, of Germany. Hallelujah. And also with everyone. Let us begin to declare right now. The elections turns out as the Lord has decided in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, because we are here and we are praying, Lindo Peladia, effecting changes in the realms of the spirit. 
la cruza pra daisy cabanda satia longo dosta acabaré Shaka <laughs> <laughs> 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Germany will never remain the same again. All the plans that have been put in motion to ensure that the results are transferred, are tilted towards their own position, they are all nullified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you. Bless the holy name of God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. Thank you so much, everyone, for causing that change in Germany. Right away, we'll be going into a session of praise and worship, after which we'll be going into the Rhapsody of Realities segment. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you to the prayer team. Over to you, dear esteemed sister Abigail Ashelia. Thank you, Father. Thank you. So colorful, you made the heavens, you are wonderful, the power of your word, no other God compares. You made the beautiful. Everything you made so colorful. You made the heaven. You are wonderful, the power of your other God come more than excellent, more than excellent, God, you are. More than excellent, more than excellent, God, you are. More than excellent, more than excellent, God, you are. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you. The earth is indeed full of your goodness. We enjoy these treasures that are everywhere. We enjoy the good life. We enjoy all the blessings, all the good things that you have in store, even in this year of the prolific church. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Abigail, for the worship session. And thank you, esteemed Pastor Deborah, for the time of prayers. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. Welcome to another time of devotion. Today is Monday, Monday the 16th of January. Um, congratulations on seven days of um, the global prayer and fasting with a man of God. I believe that you learned so much within those seven days. And you made power available, you were able to pray, especially for your nation. You know, um, a very striking thing that Pastor said during those seven days, you know, he talked about how that, you know, God gives the people the leader that they deserve. But in the place of prayer, we can ensure that the people get the leader that is God's perfect will for the nation at the time. You know, at that moment, I knew that the coming elections for Nigeria 
will be one that will happen according to God's will, especially because I have been praying. So prayer would make it possible for Nigeria to have the leader that God wants and not the leader that she deserves. Praise God. So we are excited that in the place of prayer, we can change a lot. So we'll go through the devotional article together. Today is Monday, the 16th of January. The article is on your screen. Courageously declare his word is the title of today's devotional article. For he had said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man can do unto me. Hebrews 13, five to six. Our underlined portion above boldly say, our underlined portion above boldly say is tahio lego, it is Greek, and it means to courageously declare. You know, um, <laughs> there's a brand Lego for kids, right? I hope you are seeing where it came from. You know, one of the things that I've been discovering in recent times is that the names of all these brands, <laughs> they are not, they are not, um, they are not just any name. They were intentionally selected. I came across a designer brand, which in a particular language means Baal is king. <laughs> Go and do your research. I'm not going to be giving you all of that information. But for those of us who are very excited about wearing designers, I hope you know the meaning of all the designers that you are wearing. They have meaning, no. They have meaning, intentional meaning. Coming from 2020, you will know that the world was intentional about everything that it was doing through the years. Lego means to say or speak, but it also means to boast. God said something so that we could courageously declare or boastfully affirm the same thing. This is amazing. That was exactly what Jesus did when he encountered Satan in Matthew 4. Excuse me. That was exactly what Jesus did when he encountered Satan in Matthew 4. He said, it is written, Matthew 4 and verse 7. It shows us that the way to respond to life circumstances is with the scriptures. You can underline that part if you were using a hard copy rhapsody. It shows us that the way to respond to life circumstances is with the scriptures. For example, when you say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, you are responding with the word. You are courageously affirming the word. That verse doesn't exactly say, greater is he that is in me. Rather, it says, greater is he that is in you. But in response, you personalize it. 
Is this not what we're doing for 28 days? Yes, that's what we're doing. But in response, you personalize it. That's when it becomes Rema, glory to God. God gave us the scriptures so we could speak them forth. The word of God created all things. Therefore, everything in life responds to the spoken word from your lips. The principle is, the principle is, the principle is, the principle is. You know, I often would remind us that God does not raise his children by miracles. He raises children by principles. In everything God does, he's showing you a principle and it matters that you get it. For instance, if we say the top principles of the kingdom, do you know what they are? When you work in an organization, there's something called core values. There's the vision, there's the mission. Then they're usually the core values. The core values form the principles, the key principles of such organization. So now he's telling you that the principle is the word in your heart and in your mouth. You release the power of God into action in your behalf through speaking. Hallelujah. If you remember in the month of meditation, um, Pastor explained to us how to get the word of God into our heart, how to sow the word into our heart. And then there was this 18 minutes clip I had shared with us from the highly esteemed Pastor Biodun Lawal. How many of you remember about how to sow the word of God in your heart? That's the title. Um, it's, I think it's, it should be uninspired by the word. So, um, Sister Tina, you can tag. You can tag us on that message or you can repost it. How to sow the word of God in your heart. That's the title of the message. And it's actually through meditation. It's through meditation. You say it again and again and again. You know, these 18 days, um, have you, have those, of, those today is day, day three. Am I right? Right? Today is day three of 28 days. And then... Um, have you observed, have you all observed that by day two, you knew the scripture by heart? You didn't need to look at the scripture. How many of you observed it by day two? Each of the scriptures that you were using, that you are using for the morning drug, for the afternoon drug, for the evening drug. Did you observe by that by day two, you already knew the scripture by heart? You didn't need to look at your Bible. You didn't need to look at that paper or the card for those of you who have the meditation cards. All those scriptures I gave you, those three scriptures I gave you when I was having the brief, they are all in the meditation cards for those of you who have the meditation cards. So if you check them, you'll find them. So you didn't need to look at the card anymore. That means it has entered your heart. It has entered your heart. You can recall it from your spirit. You can recall it. First and foremost, the memorization it gets into your mind. But you see, that time, that time when you sit down, he said, the Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. 
the Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. You know, it would, it would be okay if he had said, I have, more than, I, I, I have more than enough. He said, I always, I always. Why? Because he's my best friend. Do you know what a best friend is? A best friend. Think about it. Who is your best friend? Think about all the things that both of you would usually do for each other. Your best friend does not need to announce that he's coming to your house, right? Even mommy and daddy knows that they can walk into your house anytime. Uh, um, John, your friend is here. Your favorite friend, your best friend is here. Kike, talk to us, come, your friend. They do, she does not even need to tell you that she was coming before. You see how this girl safe. You know, even tell person say they come, eh, not be my house. I beg, I beg, I beg. It's my house now. You know, this is a best friend talking. She's she's on she's unapologetic about showing up in your house without permission. That's the best friend. Your best friend can enter your room. Hey, Kike. Hey, Kike. You just shopped. You just bought new clothes. Omar, this one are my own. No, 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 this one is my own. This one is my own. Ah, no, 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 no. You went to shop. You did not carry me, Abby. Okay, now, eh? So I will carry this one. Your best friend does not take permission to carry, <laughs> to collect anything that they want to collect. Your best friend does not take permission to join you in eating. Then think about you as the best friend. There's so much you enjoy. There's just so much you want to do for your best friend. There's just so much... I, I know a lot of best friends who, who like uncle, you know, when they go shopping, they buy clothes in twos. Do we have people like that here? So when they're buying a blouse for themselves, they'll buy for their best friend. When they're buying a shoe for themselves, they buy for their best friend. So when he says that the Lord is my best friend, it means that it's a reminder, you know, David lived in a time when Christ had not come. So we did not understand. He did not understand all things are yours. But he had a revelation that if the Lord was his best friend, then anything that belongs to God belongs to him. That's what he was trying to tell you. Then he said, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. A shepherd will ensure that the sheep is safe. A shepherd will ensure that the sheep has shelter. A shepherd will ensure that the sheep has food. He said he leads me in green pastures. Green pastures is where he can lie down and rest. It's also where he can eat from a place of enjoyment. The Lord is my best friend. The Lord is my shepherd. It is the reason I will always have more than enough. So at the point of meditation, I'm thinking about what a best friend means. I'm thinking about what a shepherd means. And I'm realizing that I will always have more than enough. I'll always have more than enough. I always have more than enough peace, more than enough joy, more than enough protection. I am uh, always far from trouble. I'll always have more than enough promotion. More than enough provision. I will have nothing to worry about. This is me meditating on Psalm 23 verse 1 TPT. So I'm courageously declaring that verse 1. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I will always have more than enough. Is it Deuteronomy 15 verse 6, Amplified Classic Translation? He said, when the Lord brings you into the land that he has promised you, he said, you would lend to many nations and you will not borrow. He said, you will rule over nations and none of them will rule over you. He didn't say, I will lend to people. 
ah, imagine Brother Martins called me, Sister Maka, is I need 100,000 there. Pastor Debbie say, ah, Sister Maka, 200,000 there. That, those are people. He said, I will lend to nations. Do you know what he, when he says you will lend to nations, that means you can understand that you will bail nations out of debt. He said, when the Lord brings you into that land, have we come into the land? We have. That land is Christ. We were born into that land. So in this land, I lend to many nations and I do not borrow. Somebody who is in debt, that's a scripture to meditate on. Deuteronomy 15 verse 6, Amplified Classic Translation. You tell yourself, I lend to many nations, I don't borrow. I am the one lending, I don't borrow. Ah, I have more than enough that I lend. I have more than enough that I bail nations out of debt. I have more than enough that nations will seek me to collect money. Maybe in the latter part, I would, I'll tell you about a man who borrows country's money. A man who America borrows money from. I don't know how many of you know about him. I don't know how many of you have heard about him. You see, if you say you want to make Solomon look poor, if you say you want to handle incalculable wealth, you want to check what some people have done with money. I'll tell you at the end of the meeting, I'm going to hand over to esteemed pastor on me at the moment. But remember, you believe in your heart. You drive the word into your heart and then you speak with your mouth. Praise God. Hallelujah. I mentioned two scriptures, um, Psalm 23 verse 1 TPT and Deuteronomy 15 verse 6, Amplified Classic Translation. Thank you, everyone. God bless you. I'll be back. Thank you, Esther Stramaka, for the wraps of the Friday segment. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you are connecting from. We are going over to the Bible study segment of today's devotion, and I will start with the further studies of the Raps of Realities. Proverbs 15, 23. A man had joy by the answer of his mouth, and he spoke a word spoken in due season. How good is it? Romans 10, 10. For with the heart, one believed unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Joshua 1, 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good sources. Hallelujah. Please let's take the confession together. I am a winner all the time. I live over and above all limitations and circumstances. There's no situation I cannot change because my tongue is a tree of life with which I guarantee my health, success, safety, wellness, and wholeness. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We are going over to the New Testament situation for today. And we are still in the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 12. Today we are reading about what Jesus did on the Sabbath. Just as his disciples. <clears throat> Caption in charge of the Sabbath. One Sabbath, Jesus was strolling with his disciples through a field of ripe grain, hungry 
The disciples were pulling off the heads of grain and munching on them. Some Pharisees reported them to Jesus. Your disciples are breaking the Sabbath rules. Jesus said, really? Didn't you ever read what David and his companions did when they were hungry? How they entered the sanctuary and ate fresh bread off the altar. Bread that no one but priests were allowed to eat. And didn't you ever read in God's law that priests carrying out their temple duties break Sabbath rules all the time and it's not held against them? There is far more at stake here than religion. If you had any idea what this scripture meant, I prefer a flexible heart and an inflexible ritual. You wouldn't be nitpicking like this. The son of man is no yes man to the Sabbath. He is in charge. When Jesus left the field, he entered their meeting place. There was a man there with a crippled hand. They said to Jesus, is it legal to heal on the Sabbath? They were baiting him. He replied, is there a person here who finding one of his lambs falling into a raven wouldn't, even though it was a Sabbath, pull it out? Surely kindness to people is, a lega as, is as legal as kindness to animals. Then he said to the man, hold out your hand. He held it out and it was healed. The Pharisees walked out furious, sputtering about how they were going to ruin Jesus. Caption, in charge of everything. Jesus, knowing they were out to get him, moved on. A lot of people followed him and he healed them all. He was cautioned. He also cautioned them to keep it quiet, following guidelines set down by Isaiah. Look well at my hand-picked servant. I love him so much. Take such delight in him. I've placed my spirit in, on him. He will decree justice to the nations, but he won't yell, won't raise his voice. There'll be no commotion in the streets. He won't walk over anyone's feelings, won't push you into a corner. Before you know it, his justice will triumph. The mere sound of his name will signal hope, even among far off unbelievers. Praise the Lord. This comes to the end of today's New Testament reading. Thank you, Esteem Stamaka, for this opportunity. Do have a prolific day, everyone. God bless you. Thank you, esteemed Pastor Nye, for a beautiful New Testament read. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. I'd like to start by thanking the esteemed Sister Maka for this great opportunity to take the Old Testament read. Thank you, Brother Martins, for displaying the scriptures on the screen. Today, we'll be reading the book of Genesis chapters 28 and 29. Glory to God. 28, Genesis 28, verse 1. About that time, Judah separated from his brothers and went to stay with a man in Adolam named Hira. While there, Judah met the daughter of a, Can of a Canaanite named Shua. He married her. They went to bed. She became pregnant and had a son named Er. She got pregnant again and had a son named Onan. She had, she had still another son. She named this one Shelah. They were living in Kezib when she had him. 
Judah got a wife for her, his firstborn. Her name was Tamar. But Judah's firstborn heir grievously offended God, and God took his life. So Judah told Onan, go and sleep with your brother's widow. It's the duty of a brother-in-law to keep your brother's line alive. But Onan knew that the child wouldn't be his. So whenever he slept with his brother's widow, he spilled his semen on the ground so he wouldn't produce a child for his brother. God was much offended by what he did and also took his life. <laughs> Verse 11. So Judas stepped in and told his daughter-in-law, Tamar, leave as a widow at home with your father until my son Shelah Shela grows up. He was worried that Shelah would also end up dead just like his brothers. So Tamar went to live with her father. Time passed. Judah's wife, Shua's daughter, died. When the time of mourning was over, Judah with his friend, Hira of Adulam, went to Timnah for the sheep sharing. Tamar was told, your father-in-law has gone to Timnah to share, to share his sheep. She took off her widow's clothes, put on a veil to disguise herself, and sat at the entrance to Enim, which is on the road to Timna. She realized by now that even though Shela was grown up, she wasn't going to be married to him. Judah saw her and assumed she was a prostitute since she had veiled her face. He left the road and went over to her. He said, let me sleep with you. <laughs> mm. He had no idea that she was his daughter-in-law. She said, what will you pay me? I'll send you, he said, a kid good from the flock. She said, not unless you give me a pledge until you send it. So what would you want in the way of a pledge? She said, your personal seal and a cord and the stuff you carry. He handed them over to her and slept with her, and she got pregnant. She then left and went home. She removed her veil and put her widow's clothes back on. Judah sent the kid goats by his friend from Adulam to recover the pledge from the woman, but he, would, but he couldn't find her. He asked the men of that place, where is the prostitute that used to sit by the road here near Enem? They said, there's never been a prostitute here. He went back to Judah and said, I couldn't find her. The men there said there never has been a prostitute there. Judah said, let her have it then. If we keep looking, everyone will be poking, will be poking fun at us. I kept my part of the bargain. I sent the kid goods, but you couldn't find her. Three months or so later, Judah was told, your daughter-in-law has been playing, has been playing the whore and now she's a pregnant whore. Judah yelled, get her out here, burn her up. As they brought her out, she sent a message to her father-in-law. I'm pregnant by the man who owns these things. Identify them, please. Who's the owner of the seal and the cord and the staff? Judah saw they were his. He said, she's in the, she's in the right. I'm in the wrong. 
I wouldn't let her marry my son, Shela. He never slept with her again. When her time came to give birth, it turned out that there were twins in her womb. As she was giving birth, one put his hand out. The midwife tied a red thread on his hand saying, this one came first, but then he pulled it back and his brother came out. She said, oh, a breakout. So she named him Perez, breakout. Then his brother came out with the red thread on his hand. They named him Zera Bright. Chapter 39. After Joseph had been taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelites, Potiphar, an Egyptian, glory to God. After Joseph had been taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelites, Potiphar, an Egyptian, one of Pharaoh's officials and the manager of his household bought him from them. As it turned out, God, God was with Joseph and things went very well with him. He ended up living in the home of his Egyptian master. His master recognized that God was with him, saw that God was working for good in everything he did. He became very fond of Joseph and made him his personal aide. He put him in charge of his personal affairs, turning everything over to him. From that moment on, God blessed the home of the Egyptian, all because of Joseph. The blessing of God spread over everything he owned at home and in the fields, and all Potiphar had to concern himself with was eating three meals a day. <laughs> Glory to God. Verse 6b. Joseph was is was a stringingly handsome man. As time went on, his master's wife became infatuated with Joseph, and one day, and one day said, "Sleep with him." He wouldn't do it. He said to his master's wife, "Look, with me here, my master doesn't give a second thought to anything that goes on here." He's put me in charge of everything he owns. He treats me as an equal. The only thing he hasn't turned over to me is you. You're his wife. You're his wife after all. How could I violate his trust and sin against God? She pestered him day after day after day, but he stood his ground. Would you stand your ground? He refused to go to bed with her. Verse 11. On one of these days, he came to the house to do his work, and none of the household servants happened to be there. She grabbed him by his clock, saying, sleep with me. He left his, his coat in her hand and ran out of the house. When she realized that he had left his coat in her hand and run outside, she called to her house servants, look, this Hebrew shows up, and before you know it, he's trying to seduce us. He tried to make love to me, but I yelled as loud as I could with all my yelling and screaming. He left his coat beside me here and ran outside. She kept his coat right there until his master came home. She told him the same story. She said, the Hebrew slave, the one you brought to us, came after me and tried to use me for his plaything. 
When I yelled and screamed, he left his coat with me and ran outside. When his master heard his wife's story, when his master heard his wife's story, telling him, these are the things your slave did to me, he was furious. Joseph's master took him and threw him into, into the jail where the king's prisoners were locked up. But there in jail, God was still with Joseph. He reached out in kindness to him. He put him on good terms with the hair jailer. The hair jailer put Joseph in charge <laughs> of all the prisoners. <laughs> Glory to God. The head jailer put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners. He ended up managing the whole operation. The head jailer gave Joseph free reign. <laughs> the head jailer gave Joseph free reign, never even checked on him because God was with him. Whatever he, whatever he did, God made sure it worked out for the best. Glory to God, glory to God, hallelujah. I'll now hand over to the esteemed brother Martins for the communion segments. Thank you once again, esteemed sister Maka, for this great opportunity. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much, esteemed brother Emmanuel. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time. I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed sister Maka for this wonderful privilege to take us through the communion segment of our meeting. Hallelujah. Our text is taken from the book of First Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 23. For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Unending, O God, is your reign, our King. You are God from beginning to the end. You are that same God. You rule and reign with truth and grace. You've blessed us. Yes, you've blessed us. And yea, we are blessed in all things. Everywhere we go, they see the blessed man. They see the blessed woman. They see the one you have blessed. Oh, master, savior, Lord, you reign. You reign over all situations. You reign over our lives. You reign over our circumstances. Hallowed be thy name, O God. We thank you. We give you all the praise. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Praise God. After the same manner, also he took the cup when he has salt, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This is the year as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the lost death till he come. Say the caradori tasha tishakapato sopra glista parna. The gagadelicos ala prongos covratista. Mongsa doria dija la manda rakaboshika babaya. And God was with him. And he found favor in the eyes of his master, Potiphar. And God was with him. He found favor in the eyes of the prisoner of the chief jailer. And God is with you. You surely find favor everywhere you go this day. Everywhere you go through this week. Everywhere you go all through your life. You will find favor. Favor at your right hand. Favor at your left hand. Favor everywhere you go. You show up, you are favored. Yes, because God is with you. 
Yes. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Go ahead and take the cup now. Oh, shakat. There might be pressures at work. There might be a gang up. They want to do everything possible to ensure you get the sack or you get demoted. They don't accept your reports. They always find fault in all that you do. But God is with you. God is with you. And like Daniel, all their gang up came up to nothing. At the end of it all, he was promoted, made head over all of them. Like Joseph, he was promoted and made head over all of them. God is doing the same thing in your life. You are head over all of them. And from this day, it begins. You take that step upward and forward. Upward and forward. Head over all of them by the power of the Holy Ghost. Those that we ensure you get that job signed, the contract signed, they are coming together, even as they come together by the power of God's Spirit. By the power of God's Spirit, you are the preferred. You are the preferred. Oh, seke baradila koribandusha. Nando rogobosiga babaya. That particular contract, that particular business, that one you've been waiting for all this while to seal that deal. Oh, the deal is sealed this week in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your clients, as they meet, they meet because they want to seal this deal and the deal is sealed. It is sealed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the Steve Stamaka for this wonderful privilege. At this point, I'll kindly hand over to the esteemed Pastor Deborah. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, closing deals in this new week. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Martins. Right now, it's birthday's time, celebration time, celebration time, celebration time. The word of the Lord has gone forth, celebration shall not cease from our dwellings in this year, 2023. Oh, kindly share your birthdays, anniversaries with us so we can celebrate with you. And if this is your first time of joining us, Kindly let us know. Kindly let us know your full name. Let us know your full name, the state or city you're connected from if you are in Nigeria or the nation if you are connected from outside Nigeria and the name of the person that invited you. Please come into the chat room right here, right the way so that we can celebrate with you and welcome you. Yes, so today is my husband's birthday. His name is Brother David Chuku. He's also here with us in this devotion from the, the dear sister Omobolanle Ajibike Kalabaya. Wow, happy birthday. Happy birthday to your dear husband. Happy birthday to him. It's a new season. 
and today is 26, just in case you're trying to remember, is 16th rather. Today is my daughter Esther's birthday from Sister Sophia. Sister Precious says, today is my elder brother's birthday, Emmanuel Ehigiato. Happy birthday to him. Happy birthday to Esther. Glory, 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 glory to God. Okay, let's quickly know if um, this is your first time of being here. Okay, awesome. Um, Belema. Belema says, it's my first time. My name is Belema Amakiri. Invited by Swantonio Akono from Nigeria. Yeah, you are welcome. You are welcome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay. Dear Pastor Nda Pandola says, today is my friend's birthday, Pastor Shagun, popularly known as Pishex. Yes, our friend's birthday is today. It's Pishex's birthday today. Okay, Deborah says, today is my niece's birthday. Her name is Sylvia Joy Chikere and my goddaughter, Magweye Cheesy. Oh, amazing, amazing, amazing. Happy, happy birthday to these beautiful people. Um, Elewani. Elewani says, today is my elder brother's birthday, Rendami. Oh, hallelujah. Happy birthday, happy birthday. We have one first timer. Okay, over to you, dear esteemed sister, come on. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Deborah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our birthday celebrants. Thank you, especially for esteemed brother David, who is in the house. We use him as a point of contact to all the others. And we declare that in blessing, he's blessed. <coughs> Excuse me. In multiplying, he's multiplied. In all ramifications of his life, he experiences the favor and the prosperity of the Spirit of God. As you did for Joseph, Lord. We pray that his testimony would be that God, that God is with him, that God is with him. Praise God. Hallelujah. The blessing of the title belongs in this house, tights on a daily basis. Thank you, Lord. We declare that this tide is sanctified by the Holy Spirit and acceptable unto you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Lord, we thank you for those who are joining us for the first time. Everyone you bring here, you bring for purpose. Thank you for Belema. It is well with us. And the reason you brought her here you're doing a quick walk in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Happy birthday, esteemed brother David, and welcome, esteemed sister Belema. Um, the Lord is gracious and he's kind. Glory to God. 
Thank you so much, um, esteemed Pastor Deborah. And thank you, Brother um, Emmanuel Pastor Inye, for the Bible reading. Thank you, Brother uh, Martins, for the time of the communion and for the words given. <clears throat> Praise God. All right. Happy New Week, esteemed family. Um, on um, Saturday, I did say that there's something I'm going to share today. Um, and earlier during the devotion, I also talked about um, someone who borrows American money. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, so which should I share first? <laughs> Anyways, I don't know if you have heard of Larry Fink. Larry. L-A-R-R-Y, think, F-I-N-K. One of the reasons I'm introducing this person to the house is because you need to keep him in prayers, and I'll tell you why. So he's, he's the person that the deep states are trusting for the funding of their COVID-2025. That is the, their hit back on the world. Um, so what happened with COVID-19 um, um, and the uh, especially COVID-19 was that the goal was that um, they were going to, um, you know, start the process and through deception and through the monies that they make from the nation, they are able to raise funds to bankroll more of what they wanted to do. So it was time bound that is it meant that they will start at some points and then you know it will grow to some large extent. But within that period, um, and because the church was praying, you know, um, by the message of God, their deception was exposed, and all that they had planned to happen, they did not plan that it would that they, they did not it did not happen according to plan. Now their plan for 20, the COVID 2025 is that they want to hit the world at the same time. And so they've put structures in place. And okay, now for instance, all virtually all the um, so-called um, isolation camps have already been built. If you come from 2019, um, that was the period they were cajoling the government to build it. They were trying to persuade them to do this. They were advising them to do this. And, you know, governments were taking actions, governments were taking actions, and then they were taking steps. But they are in the place where they've literally um, put structures in place. They now also have their people across the country. So now what they need is money. They need enough money to bankroll a global hit at the same time on the same day. If they had those funds for COVID-19, it's not what we are talking about, what I've been talking about, because pastor told us how that the church was sleeping. And when a man is sleeping and he's hit, he's hit, it is what it is, he was sleeping. First, the church is not sleeping. And we know that whatever their plans, it will not work. But Larry Fink is the man. Now, um, I, 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 I'm not going to give you so much information because one of the things I provoke you to is to research. I give you little information and I expect you to be hungry enough to go and research. Larry Fink is the guy behind BlackRock, if you've heard of BlackRock before. 
And if you go online, you will see that, oh, the company is worth 100 and something billion distant and all. It's a lie. They are worth trillions. <laughs> we were talking about Solomon being um, $2.5 trillion. These guys, <clears throat> in, recent, um, in recent findings, they have actually um, been able to Okay, so they run a lot of um, 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 investment schemes where they are able to mobilize monies from people. So um, on his on their on their own, and um, so I, I would say Larry Larry Fink, but he has a network. He has a strategy by which he works. Like I said, I'm not going to give you all the information. I would like to know what you find out. <clears throat> Excuse me. On their own, they are worth about um, nine to ten trillion dollars. But in mobilizing investment funds across the world, um, research has it that they are um, they, they they've they've hit up to twenty one trillion dollars in resources. Now, if you understand the value of a trillion dollars, you understand that this is no joke. So these guys that are bankrolling, that are, that are, that are behind um, COVID-19, they have a proposal on his table at the moment. Now, our prayers are working. First and foremost, one of the things that happened was that when um, the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the head to the throne, um, Prince Charles became King Charles, um, now he used to be one of the guys that were with them. For instance, he was the brand, the, the major brand ambassador behind the climate change. If you follow the climate change, Prince Charles, when he was Prince Charles, that was one of the major brand ambassadors. And of course, it was, it was strategic because this was the heir to the throne. So, and they knew that his mother didn't have a lot of time more to live. And so they were waiting for the time when um, the mother would go and then, Prince Charles will become King Charles. And then for them at that moment, all their strategies, they would have monarchy, monarch um, backing. Now, remember that many countries are under the Commonwealth, quite a lot of countries. Even Nigeria is a Commonwealth nation. So there are certain things that by, by virtue of that relationship, the queen used to decide what happens in many nations. You may not know, but so many things that happen in Nigeria is decided by the, that throne. And not just Nigeria, but in many parts of the world. Now, this, we are not even talking about whether it's good or bad now. That's not what we're talking about. So their goal was that when the king would sit on that throne, being one of them in quotes, he would, um, <clears throat> he would become... A, a major, major push for their agenda. Anyways, as God would have it, if you remember a statement that um, um, King Charles had made as Prince Charles, he was referring to his mother as the defender of the faith. Now the faith is the Christian faith. In that statement, he said his mom is the defender of the faith, but he is defender of all faiths. In fact, when I heard that statement, I knew I had to pray for him because he was saying something. Anyways, the prayer of the church is working. When he would make his first speech as king, he pledged that he would stand by the Christian faith. He would stand by the church 
of which the, the throne, according to him, has been known to stand by. And that by that, he would not have time to give into many of those so-called charity um, um, works anymore. And of course, we knew that the major one he was talking about was the climate change because he was the guy behind it. Now, um, he's literally pulled out on many of the agreements that they have had that he was supposed to help them do. Things are not going to, according to plan. Based. And for those of us who pray for the nation, you should actually rejoice. This is a huge testimony. I, I don't know how many of you watched the video. You might want to watch it. I'll, I'll get the particular video of his speech. Um, it, it's not very long. His speech when he became king. And I'll, I'll share it. He, 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 if, you, if you understand um, the declaration of the one who sits on a throne, you would understand that that speech is powerful and he encapsulates a lot of things that matter to the season and the times that we're in. The second thing we observed was the fact that when the king pulled out, Larry Fink also read guys. So um, it, 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 uh, we are suspecting that um, he had a rethink. He, he's looking at, okay, um, the, the throne is um, looking like um, they are not driving this agenda. And um, we, 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 we also hear that Larry Fink um, identifies as a Christian. It might not be your kind of Christian, but um, he seems to identify as a Christian. He's not one of those people who, who don't um, have anything that they believe in, which is a plus for us as the church. Why am I sharing this? Because we have to be fast. We have to be fast with the wealth that we want to accumulate. We, want to, we have to be fast with the global influence that we need to have. And that's why God is doing a quick work. A pastor talked to us about financial might, political might, intellectual might, the kind of um, influence that the Lord would give. You know, he, he, I don't know how many of you remember that statement. Pastor talked about people that God is raising around the world who would have political might, financial might. Those two things stand out for me. Those two things stand out for me. That means we will find ourselves in strategic places of influence, global influence. You need to expect it. When Pastor was talking, he's not talking about some people, he's talking about us, he's talking about me. There is a positioning in this year. And you see, one of the things that you would observe, for those of you who went through 30 days of supernatural blessing and 30 days of wisdom, when I told you that God would give you one idea, I don't know for you, but um, one of the things I realize about the idea that God is giving to us is that in that idea, you will actually find your positioning. He's going to tell you the what that how that idea will position you for global influence. Do I have a witness in the house? He'll tell you how that idea, <clears throat> excuse me, will position you for global influence, especially because of the church. Okay. Because um, 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 there's no confusion with God. If I'm your best friend, I would not hide something from you. Like God was going after Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, will I do this and not tell Abraham, my friend? 
So when you say the Lord, see, uh, you see, uh, th that affirmation means a lot to me. Because if, when, I, when I'm saying it out and creation is hearing me, heaven is hearing me, God himself is hearing me. Say, ah, this girl is calling me her best friend. Ah, this Amaka, she's calling me her best friend. Hey, hey, God. You know, Pastor said in Audacity of Faith, he said, when David was boasting and saying that, Goliath, I will cut off your head with your own, with your own sword, and I will give your, 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 your body to the carcass of the beds of the air. He said, God did not stand up and say, hey, this man, this, guy, this boy wants to put us in trouble. We are the angels. Hey, hey, David wants to put us in trouble. He said, God likes when his children boast with him. God likes when his children boast with him. So as I boast that the Lord is my best friend, the Lord is thinking about what he would do for me as his best friend. He's thinking about what he did for Abraham. The Bible says Abraham was his friend. David went ahead to say, my best friend. David had audacity. He didn't even say God is my friend. He said God is my best friend. He had audacity. He was asking for more, more than what God did for Abraham. No wonder he thought, and Solomon so much about God that when Solomon did the first act as a king, the Bible says God showed up in his room. God showed up in his room. It is the best friend that enters your room. Are you aware? Other people, when they come, they'll wait in the sitting room. They'll, your brother will come and meet you and say, um, 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 brother, um, Isaac is around though. Eh, okay. Oh, boy, did you not tell me that he was coming out? Did you tell him? Did you tell him that I'm around? Ah, go and tell him that I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping. He did not tell me he's coming to my house. Best friend, they know they enter your house. They enter your room. They know they knock. They don't push the door. So as I say that the Lord is my best friend, what does it mean? It means a lot in the realm of the spirit. So the, the, the scriptures that you are meditating on, eh, it think as in, you know, that's what the time of meditation does to you. It takes you into dimensions of the content of the scriptures. It takes you into definitions, realms of definitions, realms of meanings that you cannot even reason with your natural mind. Then you begin to proclaim words into this, into the, into the realm of the spirit that bring about a harvest for you. The Lord is my best friend. The Lord is my best friend. My best friend. Ah, I will enjoy the benefits of being the best friend of the Lord. And the Lord will also enjoy the benefit of, being, of me being his best friend. Because it also means that I will do anything for God. Because, you see, friendship is two-way. You know, I, I was meditating on that scripture last yesterday, and I was just thinking... You know, I'm like, God, ah, it means that I have a lot to do for you this year. It means that you, you can trust me to do, a, 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 to do specific things for you this year. And I say, Lord, I will not disappoint. And the, for, the, the good thing is that you are the one that is helping me. You help me to will it. You help me to do it. You are my best friend. I'm your best friend. I'll do things for you this year. I'll make you proud. I'll make you happy. So, you know, this meditation will humble you. You'll be humble before God. <laughs> You'll be humble. You will know that God, God, God is all-powerful. You will know that God is everything. And you, will, you would also come to that place of gratitude that God counted you what it will bring you to his place of being, to his place of functioning. You'll be grateful. So, Larry, think. They are on his table. 
Larry Fink borrows American money. In fact, um, um, I don't know if it has happened or if it's about to happen. Five million, five trillion. Is it five trillion? Yeah, they're asking for five trillion. Brothers and sisters, um, there's money in this world. And if you, he, uh, his story was so inspiring to me because he had started out a company in the past with some guys who had kicked him out of the company. So the lesson he learned from that kick out was that he was going to work and they will not see him coming. So he was working through people for many years. He was gathering, I'm not going to give you the full gist so that I will not finish the gist. I need you to be hungry enough to go and research about him and find, you find some YouTube videos that actually explain a lot about him. You can look for the video, um, the man who owns one tenth of the world, um, the man who, who, what's the title of that video again? Um, <laughs> there are some funny, funny titles. He, 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 he owns, in fact, some people say he owns the world. <laughs> he does not own the world. Uh, God owns the world and we own the world. But there are so many things that are very striking about him. And some of you have to meet him in this year. So be so influential enough that he wants to meet with you. Would that happen? We have Woku. We have a responsibility in this house. It's not just um, proclamation, proclamation. Well, you have to put in the hard work. You have to burn the midnight candles. I'm not saying that you should burn candle and sleep and then candle in our fall and start catching your rope. No, that's not what I mean. It's, uh, it's an idiom, burning the midnight candle. It means that you stay up to work. You're going to have to put in the hard work. I taught you about managing your 24 hours. That was the goal. When God took us through 30 days of supernatural blessings, he gave us 13 tax in one day. He was teaching us how to achieve so much in one day. Then we come into the year of the prolific church. Prolific means being highly productive and taking massive actions. A highly productive person is able to do so much in one day, has wise use of time. These are things that God does not take lightly. So there's responsibility in the year of the prolific church. Pray, talk, then walk. Walk, faith without works is dead. Walk. That idea that God gave you, ensure that every day, remember, was it 30 days of wisdom? We were walking. We said at least one hour, right? On that idea. It was part of the things that God was telling us. And then now it makes sense. It makes sense. When he was saying, work on the idea every day. Now you're not going to do one hour. You're going you're gonna to put in time. But you're not also going to work on the idea at the detriment of your prayer life and your, of your talking life. Remember, prayer. Pastor taught us a lot about prayer in this period. You've got to pray. You've got to pray. Go and listen to watch and pray. By the highly esteemed Pastor Biodun Lawal on that love, um, um, love what first um, 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 group. Can somebody post the link for those who may be joining for the first time so that they can join? It's a Telegram link. It's a Telegram channel so that you can go there and um, listen to the message. Watch and pray. If you go to the media column, click on the profile um, icon at the top. Um, go to media, um, media or music, and then you see all the files all the audio files there. Watch and pray, listen to it, digging deep, listen to it. There are many of them there. I already told you to listen to personal priorities, right? That set the course for us. If you have not listened to personal priorities, go and listen to it. Pastor talked about putting in excellence, putting in the work, 
push your business, certain business structures. You don't become the most influential brand in the market overnight. You've got to work hard. When we say work hard, we don't mean suffer ahead. We mean put in effort, put in effort, put in effort. Thank you, Sister Lerato. Click on it if you are not there and join. So go and look for um, personal priorities. That's where to start. Then watch and pray is one of the messages. It will tell you about why you should pray. You must pray. If you don't pray, the, the passion for the idea will die. If you don't pray, you will not get more direction about steps to take for the idea. And you need to use that idea for global influence this year. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So Larry Fink, L-A-R-R-Y-F-I-N-K. Can somebody post it on the chat? Larry Fink. Larry Fink, that's actually the name he's known as. That's the name he's known as, but his full name is Lawrence Douglas Fink. Lawrence Douglas Fink. CEO, chairman and CEO of BlackRock. BlackRock houses many other companies, but that's what he's commonly known as. Praise God. So um, the other thing I said I was going to talk about, amazing time as time is fast, spent. so I'll talk about it tomorrow when I was talking about um, handling um, the other person in your soul winning activities you know um, ladies will say that um, um, the guys that they are winning are asking them out how do they continue saying no um, guys will say that the ladies that they are winning to church are attracted to them how do they handle them because that's where the devil gets a lot of christian leaders you now find that a guy is dating um, different of different sisters that he's winning to church um, or he's, 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 he's um, training a particular sister because he wants to marry her. And then you find that a, a, a lady is subject to, um, um, so she wins a guy, the guy, the guy now wins her, a soul. She's not dating a soul that she's supposed to be training. What does the Bible have to say about these things? And what are the, the way the kingdom handles it? I'll talk about it tomorrow because in this year of the proliferation of the church, it matters so that you don't, um, as you are multiplying in souls, you are not multiplying in relationships with them. Because what you do on small scale, the Bible says, he that is faithful in little is faithful in much. If when you have 10 souls, you are dating one of them. When you have 100 souls, you'll be dating 10 of them. That's how it will multiply. So let's not, be faith let's not find ourselves being faithful in the wrong things so that the devil doesn't use them as a bait for us. We've come to the end of today's devotion and I want to thank you for your time. I'll see you again um, tomorrow. But of course, 8 p.m. tonight, um, we would be, we'll be meeting um, to review the um, book for today. And I want to address something that happened yesterday. Um, so yesterday, before the end of the meeting with Pastor, you know, we had announced 8.30, 8.30 for our book review. Um, because um, we were expecting that pastor's meeting would have ended. If you notice, the first day of the seven days, the meeting ended before eight. So we left our book review at 8 p.m. because we felt like, oh, okay, every day the meetings will end before eight. But if you also observe, with every day, we kept pushing the meeting. So where, where the meeting didn't end in, um, before eight, well, maybe by um, four minutes or five minutes past eight, pastor was saying that, okay, so give your offerings, we'll take the last song. And we know the last song will take about just about seven minutes. So we'll say, okay, we'll start our book review 
<clears throat> at 8.15. So you'd observe that most of the meetings ended just at about that time, before 8.15 or at about that 8.15. On one occasion, it ended at 8.17. Now, yesterday, when we said 8.30, it was the hope that the meeting would have been ended by that time. But pastor didn't end until about 8.30-something. 8, and then we realized that the meeting started. The meeting started at 8.30. And I was wondering how come that happened if you were connected to pastor. Sister Debbie was already making a post. I don't know if she had a network issue. She was already making a post to let us know that um, when the 8.30 wasn't visible, she was making a post to um, inform us that we will start after the meeting with pastor ends. But I don't get how somebody would leave pastor's meeting and go and start it. The book we are reviewing is not the same pastor Chris that wrote it. It is not of us, so we don't behave like that. Don't, don't let us get, that's not who we are and we don't behave like that. First and foremost, um, um, Sister Kevneris who started the meeting, she did not do it intentionally. And I want to communicate that so that you don't think she was working based on instruction first and it was not intentional. While streaming, she had issues with her network. And by the time she got back on her network, the, the particular um, um, channel she was using to some extent also had an issue. So she assumed that the meeting had ended. That was the, that was the case with her. For the other of you that, that were connected, I don't know what the case was with you, but I expected that somebody would have, Anyways, all of you left the meeting to go and join the Zoom platform. So I don't know who would have been advising who because I was not there. So I couldn't have advised. But I was expecting somebody to have said that, ah, the meeting with pastor is still ongoing. Never do we leave pastor's meeting to have any meeting. It doesn't happen. Even in this daily devotion, you people can be my witness. I've said again and again, if your church is having a meeting, is having a meeting, a morning meeting that clashes with the time of the devotion. I have said that your church meeting comes first. This is a devotional. It does not replace church. I have said it. We are not a church. Oh, we are not a church. Before you put one Kobami and tell one of your pastors that you were in one inspired by the word meeting, which inspired by the word meeting when your pastor was having a meeting. I've said it again and again. There are times when my zone is having a meeting. I come here, announce it, and then um, um, we have people who stand in, one, a few of the co-hosts who were not all in the same zones. They will stand in for me. You remember during when my zone had a 10-day program. I was, my zona program is done and I'm here. The Rhapsody section has ended. I send people to take the Rhapsody. I don't even come take the Rhapsody and go. I'm not available. I do not connect until after my zonal meeting happens. This is how we were raised and this is the right thing to do. So I'm addressing this because you do, I don't want you getting the wrong message and I don't want you raising yourself the wrong way. Don't think that tomorrow you'll be doing something even on your own. You will not leave pastor's meeting to go before. This word that we are fighting, he's the one that is giving us the 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 call to tell us what to do and we're doing it. The book we are reviewing, he wrote it. So please, and if you were part of it, you need to ask the Lord to forgive you because that was high disregard for the man of God. It, it was too high an offense to have committed. But the Lord is merciful because I know you didn't do it intentionally. 
So the Lord has forgiven you. And we have also forgiven you. Like I told Sister Kevneris, I'm not upset. I'm not one who is quick to get so angry. I know if I, I, I might be ups, um, angry about a situation to correct it, but I'm not angry about it to keep it in my heart and against the person. No. So, um, well, um, it, please let it be addressed. Um, um, anyways, we'll, be, we'll still meet tonight at, um, at 8 p.m. GMT plus one to review our book. Thank you so much. So it was the meet, It was the reason when I logged on yesterday, I had to end the meeting. The Holy Spirit was not excited about that, that um, meeting because you already started on the wrong note. And we we're not going to have a meeting and the Holy Spirit is not with us. It will go wrong. So I hope those of you who were connected, you understand why I had to end the meeting yesterday. So that's why I said that the meeting was not going to hold because the Spirit of God was already upset about how the meeting started. So it needed to end because there are certain things that you need to take action to show the Holy Spirit that you, 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 you recognize your error and you are sorry. If I didn't end that meeting yesterday, the Holy Spirit would have taken action against me as the leader. So I didn't do it because I was angry. Don't get me wrong. I did it because we started on the wrong move and the Spirit of God was not with us on it. So we cannot have a meeting and the Spirit of God was, is, is not with us. You know how our journey, the Spirit of God has been with us on this journey. So much has happened for us. Even in these um, seven days, Pastor was sharing a lot of things that we have been talking about. He was, he was reiterating them. Many of you were sending me a message yesterday from yesterday's uh, morning service when Pastor was talking about wedding songs and the, the, the songs we play at the reception. But we've been talking about this again and again. So if the Holy Spirit has been bringing our attention to things that the man of God is now even raising with us as a ministry, we should be grateful to God. And then you don't want to have a meeting. The Holy Spirit is not there. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. So brothers and sisters, I love you so much. And we're here to do things right by the word and by the instructions of the one that we follow. Praise God. I know that there are some of you who are not in Christ's embassy. I'm aware because this devotion is open to everybody. But you know that um, there's a reason we use the materials from Pastor Chris. First and foremost, myself that started it, <laughs> it is the same man of God that raised me. The things I teach you is what he has taught me. So if the things I teach you is benefiting you, believe us that these things work because they do work. Praise. God. Thank you so much for a great time of um, devotion. Um, I love you all so much, and I like and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. All things are like in the house of the Lord. Oh, my God.